0: pdpw on demand here's bill baker welcome to this week's pdpw podcast actually part two of a topic with hank wagner where we continue to discuss cousin worry and uncle fear and as we hear from hank he shares eight potential steps that you can do to eliminate or reduce worry and fear in your life so once again hank wagner with the continuation of cousin worry and uncle fear and I don't want to make light of this fairly serious subject by using that title, cousin worry and uncle fear. But there's an, a number of reasons why I use that, and one of them is because all of us have family, and we just accept that family is a part of our life. They've been with us since we were born, and they're they're just there. They're they're our family, and there's. They're always going to be there. There's nothing we can do about that. And I think in a lot of cases, uh, worry and fear just become a part of our life and we accept that that they're supposed to be there. And for some of us, they've been with us our whole life. And we just take for granted that that's, that's the way life is and they're just they're just along for the ride and there's nothing we can do about it. And that's absolutely not the case. Fortunately... Unlike family, we can get rid of worry and fear. Or we can dramatically reduce the influence, the negative impact that they have on our lives. So today I'm going to give you eight potential steps or things that you can do to eliminate or to reduce worry and fear in your life. Okay, let's start with, with number one. The first step really to changing anything is awareness. Awareness is a really important word in all of our lives. And boy, would I love to talk about that a little bit more. But it's it's true with everything, not just fear and worry. For example, and until an alcoholic is aware that they have a drinking problem, it's almost impossible to help them. If we are not aware of the negative influence in our lives, We usually do nothing to restrict or eliminate those negative consequences. Now, awareness also can work with a number of positive things in our life. It's not just the negative areas that it's important to have awareness. For example, if a person is not aware of their potential and their gifts, their ability to completely change their life in a positive way, they rarely take actions or steps to identify those positive things and that potential that's in their life. So sometimes it's important to make another person aware of their weaknesses and mistakes or failures, but we we have to be careful because that has the potential to destroy their motivation and their belief in themselves. So it's also important to help people be more aware of the the positive things in their life, their gifts and their talents and and their potential. So in in this particular case, it's very important to be aware of how worry and fear are affecting our lives. So until you have that awareness, until you can identify, wait a minute, this is worry or this is fear. So start to be more aware of of those thoughts and, and things that identify if it's worry and fear in your life. Number two, it's important to guard our house. And when I say house, I'm, I'm not talking about our physical house or our physical home that we live in. I'm really talking about our mind because worry and fear live in our thoughts. It lives in our mind. That's their home. That's their house. And I think it's really important to take every single thought captive. So we have thousands of thoughts every single day. And we really should be kind of stopping every one of those thoughts. I know it's impossible to do that because many people say that we have as many as 40,000 different thoughts per day. It's, it's impossible to stop every one of those thoughts at the door and really question it. But we should especially in this area of worry or fear or anything negative, we should stop those thoughts at the door and ask, are they true? Is it real or is it created? And we can make the decision to keep it or to to think into it or research it or we can kill it. Now, I know that sounds like a tough word, but, but this fear and worry in, in many people's lives is, is a very tough enemy. I'm sure all of us have had dreams, and sometimes we have those dreams that you throw into the nightmare category. You're in a deep sleep, and all of a sudden you're having this, this really scary dream, and it's so real it's it's like you 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 think that you're actually living it and then all of a sudden it gets so bad where where you you think the the worst is about to happen and your eyes fly wide open and you look around and you realize that you're really not in that dream at all but it takes a while for your heart rate to slow down and for you to really grasp that it was just a dream it was a nightmare But in a lot of cases, that's what we're creating or allowing to happen with fear. So if you line up the word fear vertically, F-E-A-R, and you spell out the words, could be spelled out this way, false evidence appearing real. False evidence appearing real. In many cases, that's what fear or worry is. It's based on false evidence. But we think that it's true. We think that it's real. We believe that it's real. We need to be really careful what we think about. One of the most significant, critical, profound, powerful things to be aware of is our thinking. We need to be able to control all of our thoughts because. All of those thoughts are not true. We need to be careful about our feelings because just be, just because we have a feeling about something doesn't mean it's true, doesn't mean it's real. We can choose our thoughts and any thoughts, any thoughts connected to worry or fear are not thoughts we should leave into our home. And who's responsible for what you think? You are. There's nobody else that you can delegate that responsibility to. Not your parents, not your boss, not your pastor, not the President of the United States, the police, nobody. It's your responsibility, it's your opportunity to guard your house, to guard your thoughts. Number three, we must treat this This. Cousin Worry and Uncle Fear like an enemy. Because it is. And like with all enemies, we should attack it. Yeah, I know it sounds tough. And and some of you maybe have not dealt with worry and and fear in a a deeper sense. Uh, But I have. I understand. It's an enemy. It's not something you want in your life. So let me ask you, if a thief comes into your house to steal... To take all of your valuables, would you be okay with that? Would you just sit down and and let them come in and take whatever they want? I'm guessing you'd do something about it. If you became aware of a poisonous plant or some food that was in your house that had the potential to, to make you or your family sick or worse yet, kill you, what would you do? Would you leave it in your house? I'm guessing you'd you'd get rid of it. ASAP, you'd throw it out. Well, the same thing can be done with fear and worry. Use your thoughts, your words, and your actions to do the same thing with the enemy, worry, and fear. Number four except that there are some things you can't change or do anything about. There's some things that are what they are and you can't change them. You can't do anything about them. So when those things come, there it doesn't mean just because you can't change them, just because you can't do anything about them, that you need to worry. As a matter of fact, you, you realize that those things that are out of your control... There's no sense worrying about them. Put them in the category, I can't do anything about those things, so why worry? Don't worry, be happy. So you need to have wisdom and have a a determined effort to analyze those things that are in your life that fit into that category. Know what they are, when to put them in there, and then stop worrying about them. Some of those things that may go into that category are weather. Many of the people listening to this podcast are uh, connected to agriculture. And of course, weather's a big deal. And it happens every single year. Farmers pray for a dry spring so that they can get crops planted. And this, this past spring, for most all of us here in Wisconsin, was a beautiful planting spring. It was dry, and everybody could get their crops planted on time, but we didn't get very far into the spring. The crops weren't even all planted yet, and I heard farmers saying, Oh my gosh, this is terrible. It's going to be a really dry year. It's going to be a drought. Instead of being thankful for what we actually asked for was a dry spring to be able to get things planted... And then to be able to think or believe that it's going to be a beautiful growing season, we start worry and fear related to it's going to be a dry spring. But the rains came. But as soon as that first rain came, it was like, yes, the rain came. Just what we needed. Our crops are all planted. The rain is here. And just like that, it turned around and everybody was like, oh boy, I hope we don't get too much rain. Oh, I hope it's I hope it's not going to flood out that low ground that I finally got planted this year. And they switched right over to worrying about it being too wet. And then all summer long, don't we worry about it being too hot. And as we get into the fall, oh my goodness, I hope it's not going to be a, a wet fall and the frost isn't going to come too early and kill off our stuff too early. Oh, I hope we're not going to have wind that's, or hail, or storms that are going to come and destroy our crops, and and we worry about the weather. But there's absolutely nothing we can do about the weather. So it does not pay to allow any worry and fear to come into our house related to those things. And we can throw things like politics, or government, or economy, or in, in many cases, disease. And we've experienced a lot of those things and are currently experiencing a lot of those things today that can be put into the category, we can't do anything about them, so don't worry about it. Number five, be aware of the things you can change and be determined and strategic to do something about those things. Yes, there are things in our life that we have the power or ability to change. We can take steps. We can do something to change that potentially negative thing that's happening in our lives. And we need to know what those things are. Sometimes it's it's changing how how we speak or how we act and and changing our relationships or It may be getting some more skills, uh, more education. Uh, It may be simply changing how we think or what we believe. But we have the power to do something about some things, know which things those are, and then take steps to do something. Number six. So we talked about cousin worry and uncle fear kind of being like family, and we've allowed them in a lot of cases to just live in our house. And to bring stuff in that we don't need or want. And we talked about the importance of kicking them out. Don't let them in your house. However, it it really shouldn't stop there. Part of the opportunity is to be able to kick them out. To be able to recognize thoughts of worry and fear. And stop them at the door and say, oh no, not today. Not today. Not today. Uh, or tomorrow, or any time in the future, not in my house. But it's important to be able to fill that house with something else. Fill that void. Some people, and and I realize this doesn't apply to everybody in the same way, but there's some people who spend a majority of their thinking time connected to worry and fear. So if you're going to kick those things out, you need to fill that time with something else. Or it makes it too easy for Cousin Worry and Uncle Fear to come right back in again, especially because for many of us it's a habit. It's normal. It's something we subconsciously allow to happen in our lives. So we need to fill that spot, that empty void, with things like love. That's right. Find, Find those people in your life that you love and think about them. Find those things, those hobbies, the things that you love to do and fill fill your thoughts with those things. Hope. What are you expecting for the future that's good, that's positive? Don't be thinking about the things that worry and fear bring, which is always the negative, the worst possible outcome. Fill it with hope. What What is the best possible outcome that you could have? And think about that. Because isn't there just as much potential or possibility that that might happen? Certainly it is. Peace, joy, happiness, laughter. Fill it with those things. You have that choice. You have that ability. Number seven, be thankful. There is always, always, always something to be thankful for. So if nothing else, this can be like a weapon that you have stored away. And any time that thought of worry or fear tries coming into your house, you say, oh, wait a minute, wait a minute. And then just start listing off all of the things that you have to be thankful for. And in many cases, it'll chase cousin worry and uncle fear down the road, until another possible time, they try to come back into your house. Number eight, last one, watch your words. We've talked about the significance of words in the past on prior podcasts, that this is really important in, in all of life. And it's also really important in this spot. So I'm not sure if you're aware of this or not, but there's There's been many studies that have been done on people that are in prison. And many people are in prison because of words. Because as a child, someone told them, someone spoke these words to them, that someday they would either end up dead or in prison. Now that's interesting, isn't it? And words put things into motion. This is absolutely true. So as a small child, they may have been, unfortunately, it's not their fault, born in an inner city, born where there was gangs. They didn't have any other options. And because of that, somebody said to them, you're going to end up either dead or in prison. And that young child accepted that, believed that as truth. And when we do that, it starts things into motion simply words now what if what if somebody instead spoke the words into that child and said you know what you may live in a bad environment right now but you're going to get out of it and you're going to make a difference in the lives of people what if that instead was spoken over that child if that child believed it and accepted that as truth it likely would have sent or started a motion in a different direction. We need to be very, very careful of the words that we speak to other people, especially children. And words can also be connected to this fear and worry. Uh, I'm, I'm very conscious of the words that people speak to me. And if anybody is bringing words that are going to Um, spur thoughts of worry and fear, it doesn't take me long to shut them down. I'm not interested in listening or allowing those words to impact my life. Be careful of the words that you speak to yourself. That's right, you speak words to yourself. Many times they're silent words and they're words that we visualize or think about, but we can speak words out, out loud to ourselves also. We must be more cautious, protective, and diligent of being aware, of analyzing and deciding what to do with words, pictures, or videos that are speaking to you that are allowing or contributing to the negative consequences of worry and fear in your life. So I dealt with the paralyzing effects of fear and worry as a young person. In, in a number of areas. I get it. I understand. I know how uncontrolled fear and worry, worry. Can spiral down. To sadness. Depression. And welcome in all kinds of negative thoughts. Beliefs. Ideas. And potential actions. Now I mentioned that. For two reasons. Number one. I get it. I understand. If any of you deal with worry and fear, I understand. I've been there. I know what it's like on the other side. I'm not just giving you information. I'm just not sharing knowledge with you. I care. I understand the negative consequences attached to this. The second reason I tell you this is to make you aware that during some of your toughest challenges, you will often uncover or or be establishing some of your biggest blessings. Now, isn't it interesting? I had this tremendous, I I, I mean, life-threatening fear of speaking in front of people. And today I'm doing a podcast and talking to you about overcoming fear, and one of those fears is speaking in front of people. I'm telling you that some of your biggest challenges, if you overcome them, if you push through, they will turn into tremendous positives. Because of those challenges, you have the potential to gain wisdom, experience, and a deep commitment to overcome. And one day, it is likely that your life will be better because you overcame those challenges. But also, there are and will be people attached to your life who desperately need that experience, that knowledge, that wisdom, that understanding, that, that ability to overcome that you not, not only learned about, but that you actually lived out, you experienced. You are more important than you likely realize. This is a profoundly true statement. And it's true even during your toughest challenges. Fear and worry are enemies to that statement. You have the power and you have the ability to stop them from stealing your potential and your future. Our thanks to Hank Wagner for joining us this week. And a reminder for more resources and other podcasts, go to pdpw.org. To the professional dairy producers, you are the most important asset on this planet. Thank you for listening and have a great week.